of the Oscar Central Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to recap the big week, big first week of the Oscar Central. And then, of course, we're going to dive into our top five most anticipated movies of the 2022-2023 Oscar season. As always, I am joined by Kenzie. How are you today? I'm good. I am tired because I moved this week. I am tired because of Twitter. And, you know, I got Dunkin' Donuts today, though, to celebrate Ben Affleck and his engagement. But Exciting. that's the big news for me. Is, like, top five worst things to ever have to do in your life has to be moving, right? Like, it's easy top five, right? I don't think so, but this was my worst move, like, mm. of all my moves. And I have moved every year for the last 12 years. So, you know, not fun. Yeah. Not Hopefully fun. this is a, 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 a not, you know, maybe we'll, we'll have leap year next year. It'll be a leap maybe. year. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We hope. <laughs> also joining Jacob, how are you today, bud? I'm good. I am not having to move not yet but uh i'm good other than that (laughs) not moving (laughs) he's good he's sad you had to move but he's happy he didn't have to move like it's it's literally awful like i hate exactly but there was a big week this week and kenzie i'll let you have the floor and kind of recap for everybody at home kind of what the week was of the launch of oscar central yeah, so we launched earlier this, or like exactly a week ago, and it's been really awesome. Like, I mean, first off, so we had incredible pieces drop. We had Jacob's 2023 early predictions, which I will print, and a year from now, I will be like, either ha 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 ha, or look what you did. We will see. Um, and then we did a big list of all the nominees and winners of last or this year that just passed their next projects which is really cool I added a lot of stuff to my list because a lot of people actually have stuff coming out this year which is crazy and then um Ricky dropped how to fix the Oscars telecast which is really interesting and um given all the news we got this week I do believe they're bored to take a gander at said list because whatever is going on there is not good. Not good. Um, We hit 300 followers. Like we actually got to like 310 today, which is exciting. Um, Maybe it was all the Jake Gyllenhaal tweets from yesterday when he hosted SNL. Who knows? Um, But yeah, it was a great week. Not a great week for movies, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're Sonic, it was a good week. Um, but that's it, right? It was a great week for Michael Bay. I don't care about the box office numbers. I love the ambulance, and I will unapologetically love that movie for the rest of my life. So It was my everything everywhere week. So. Oh, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, I finally got to see it um, yesterday because I saw Sonic today. So, yeah, yesterday. What do you think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. Are you like on the ten out of ten train? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm I, I'm four. I'm like I'm like nine out of ten. I I was I was at like four and a half, nine out of ten, whatever. Um, right until like 
um, I guess right until um, Wayman's like big Spoiler moment. Spoiler alerts. Oh, let's just Wayman, do. Let's Wayman just say, has a moment. Let's just say spoiler. If you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, skip thirty seconds ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I was up until like Wayman's like big moment. I was at like a four point five, and then it was like from then on, I counted there were five separate times that I would like start just sobbing and I would just like, okay, I'm fine. And then it just would kick back up again. And I was like, yeah, I think it might've earned that, that last little bit. So like for me, and I haven't tweeted this or anything. I like it. I think it's a good movie. I am not on the 10 out of 10 train, but I do like it. It's like the thing. So I'm not going to like say it's not great or like argue with anyone. I just don't think it's like a perfect movie but I will be arguing all year long for it to get an editing nomination there is no way on earth this is not the best edited movie of the year like without seeing anything else there yeah like it I out of this world I think about the editing all the time like it's incredible it's beautiful editing it's like that the best example of like something like with flashy editing, but it's like done in the best way. And I just really loved it. Like the editing, the movie, sure. I don't know. I agree. The thing about it is, is so first of all, I saw an IMAX, which was incredible. Like that was really cool to see that movie in IMAX. And I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to, I don't think a lot of people are going to have that opportunity to, because I do know a lot of theaters are playing like Sonic or Ambulance. One of those two movies isn't playing in IMAX right now. I think it's Ambulance, but, um, or maybe it's Sonic. I don't know. I'm, but, I'm sure by yesterday it was changed to Sonic. Like I'm yeah. sure they pulled Ambulance <laughs> right. out out of yeah. more Sonic showtimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. I, after watching it, there's a lot of things that I do like about it, but there is a few elements that after watching it, it kind of didn't sit with me as well. I do think it could have, it just, it's very good though. It's like very, very good. It, and I don't anticipate, um, I anticipate uh, Twitter talking about it and I anticipate next January, Twitter talking about all the nominations it didn't get um, because I don't think it's going to get many of them. But um, perfect segue into next year's Oscars. Um, there is a plethora of movies coming out um, that we know of some that we probably don't know of and some may be pushed, whatever it is. But as of right now, you can check out the schedule on the website, oscarcentral.com. And we're going to go around the horn here and just talk about, um, I'm going to pass it around one at a time, one movie at a time. Uh, mine's not in order. I didn't put mine in order. I don't know if you guys did. Um, I could probably get it in order by the time it comes back to me, but we're going to go over our five most anticipated movies of the upcoming Oscar season, which I struggled before we go any further did anybody else struggle narrowing it down to five well so i actually made two lists (laughs) i made five movies i am excited for and i made five movies i anticipate being in the oscars race that i am excited for somebody overachieved well how about this we'll let you give us i I would have that as well oh i just have there are like so I, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll give you my five that are not in the awards yes. race. Let's do but that. One of, one of them I do think has the possibility of awards. I just 
am still uncomfortable with the way the Academy is towards horror movies that I do not feel the most confident putting it on my five. Since I separated the lists, I decided that this film belonged on the other list, not the award <laughs> season list. Um, right. But it could be on both lists. So my number one, actually, it's not my number one. It's just like the one that's coming up the soonest is obviously The Northmen. I am a huge Robert Eggers fan. Like I am his gal. I love everything this short king does. I love Alexander Skarsgård. He is Eric Northman playing the Northman, like the titular role. Um, just love it. I'm really excited. Obviously, awards possibilities, absolutely none. Men with um, Jesse Buckley from Alex Garland. Absolutely, like, cannot mm -hmm. wait. I highly doubt it's getting any awards, like, not touched with the stick. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Lee Pace. Talking about short kings. Let's talk about tall king. Um... Yeah, I mean, awards possibilities, absolutely none. Disappointment Boulevard, maybe awards possibilities, but most likely not given it's Ari Aster. And it's um, like four hours long, isn't it? So I don't know if I believe that. I, I see a world where there is a four hour cut and it's shown like twice in theaters. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the one that's put into theaters. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Because Ari Aster, he, like, Midsommar's actually longer mm -hmm. when you watch it, but it was released in theaters way shorter. Yeah, and it had a director's cut that yeah, they did release. Yeah, so with the, like, one nighttime scene. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just, there's a where, there's, like, a place where there's an award possibility for Disappointment Boulevard but like if you think about it Joaquin Phoenix was just in Come On Come On which was clearly mm -hmm. an awards contender and it got absolutely nothing so I don't think the people that are like well Joaquin Phoenix is in it like I don't see that argument because I feel like Come On Come On was very awards friendly and it got paid zilch so I don't I'm just I'm keeping like this movie on my I'm excited but it's not an awards yeah. And then Bones and All, Timmy, Luca, back together. Um, the cast is insane, like absolutely insane. But, you know, is the Academy going to touch this? Absolutely not. I mean, if they do, that'd be really cool, but like mm -hmm. highly doubt it. And then the one that totally could have awards possibilities is Nope. But there is a world where it comes out way too early. It is really bonkers. And they're just like, absolutely not. Because I know the argument is that Get Out got in and won something. But like us didn't and us. Mm -hmm. And us feel, felt like a lock, at least for Lupita. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. Like, I won't be surprised if like nope sneaks into like screenplay or like i think it'd be really cool based on what we've seen makeup or effects mm -hmm. but i'm not like counting on anything for it until like yeah. september rolls around and we like have a better picture of what's going on but those are my like i'm personally very 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 excited but awards possibility might be a goose egg between all of them I, uh, the one that you talked about that I'm like, not like the movie. I mean, I'm excited for the movie, but the one like 
performance I'm really excited to see is Rory uh, Kinnear in Men because he I'm plays like so eight excited. different characters or something. So like, you oh know how that gosh. leaked online like right before the trailer came uh-huh. out and people were like, no way. And then the trailer came out and I was like, that's him. That's him. That's also him. That's <laughs> yeah. him. I It'd be really cool if that somehow got into like effects. Like, I don't know the way they did mm. it, obviously, but like it looks really seamless for like I don't know what the budget is, but it doesn't seem like a big budget movie. But that would be no, cool. yeah, I I agree. That's that's one thing. Um, him is what I'll be looking for. All right, Jacob, hit us with your hit us with your first of five Academy movies that you're looking forward to. All right, my first of five. Um, I. I think I'm just going to start it off with the one that I've been talking about for the longest, and that's probably going to be Spaceman. Um, I. Oh, one second. <laughs> He's going to disappear. If you're awesome. listening, Jacob went to get a prop. Got, got the book. Oh, cute. Um, and the book is really good so far. I'm only a little bit like a, maybe five or six chapters into it. Um, but um johan rank i loved chernobyl loved everything about it max richter's doing the score which i love his uh love his work um paul dano carrie mulligan adam sandler of course i um and it's got the same cinematographer that he used on chernobyl that he's uh using in this so that's probably my first I don't know why I rewatched it. I was like, this seems fun like to rewatch. And I was like, this is the most grueling thing I've ever watched. And I made yeah. myself watch it twice. Shout out I, to Jesse Buckley. Shout out to Jesse Buckley. Mm-hmm. I almost um, watched, I was going to start watching Better Call Saul today. And then I was like, cause I was like really excited and I really wanted to start watching it. And then I got stuck watching three episodes of The Ultimatum instead. So I'm sorry, Kenzie. You're um, the second person this weekend to not watch something I suggested and specifically watch the ultimatum. And I'm just like, have you not watched it yet? We, I, you, I need I you to watch even, it. So I, I to watch the it. only reality show I watch is the Real Housewives franchise. But my friend keeps yelling at me to watch Love is Blind Japan. Yeah, I heard that. I'm thinking about watching that. Right, sorry, I love that we ended up on. Um, Love is Blind Japan. Who wrote Spaceman, the book? Um, I cannot. Your your Yaroslav Kalfar. That's the I best did not I'm know I was putting you into this box of like, <laughs> like a hard to pronounce name. I'm very sorry. No, I I so I bought a bunch of books that are being adapted into movies coming out this year, but I didn't buy Spaceman, so I need to get it. Yeah, I um I mean, the book is like, so far, the book is really funny, um, but it's also very like kind of poetic and deep. And um, what's happening, at least right now, is really emotional. And I, I'm i interested to see because I don't know if Adam Sandler's ever done something to that extent. Um, I know two thirds of this show right here enjoyed uncut gems but that was a lot more in his wheelhouse whereas like i wonder if it'll be a lot like parts of punch drunk love and then Mm -hmm. um what's the one with um 
Leslie Mann. Uh, funny people. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. funny people. He he just he's so good when he's given the opportunity to be good. And I do think he's good in his comedic roles. It's just like I feel like he kind of got boxed into that. Not like in a bad way, because he's obviously so great at it, but I just feel like people are so shocked when he is in something not like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he is great. He just doesn't choose to do this stuff that often. Like, but I remember seeing funny people in theaters and like bawling my eyes out. So it's an incredible movie. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my, but you have this being like big in your, I, I think if it is, I just, I'm basing a lot of it off Chernobyl, yeah, which was like, I think still based on like IMDb's was like the number one TV show ever. Yeah, it's like number one still. And uh, I remember how well that did. And I just visually and like story-wise i'm like if he can do any bit of that into this um which is going to be not only like a space movie it's going to be political and it's going to be super funny poetic like all that kind of stuff i think it could be really big um because again you know like i just mentioned it's a space movie so then you've got visual effects that could come into play. You've got sound that could come into play. You've got all these like technical aspects that could come into play. I mean, Midnight Sky was awful and that still got a v- uh, VFX nom. Oh, Midnight, that was bad. So I think, I think it could, um, I'm hoping that's one of my, I guess, hope dicting um, kind of things, but that's my, yeah, that's, I hope it's going to be big. I think if anybody looked like I literally could ask everybody in this t- panel here and probably they would be able to predict probably three of the five movies on my list, but I'm not going to let them do that because I really went safe on some of these picks. My number one, everybody's already going to know, but I'm going to go with another one that I'm really excited about. Obviously that's Florian Zeller's follow-up to the father of the son. Um, it's part of his trilogy of movies that he has written um, that I'm very, very excited about. Um Obviously, I love The Father. I think Anthony Hopkins' acting win is one of the better acting wins of the last decade um, because it's just an incredibly well-written movie that should have been nominated a lot more if it would have just got the smallest of pushes. Like, it got a lot of nominations, surprisingly, across the board, but it should have gotten a lot more just because, especially the picture. But, I mean, what he was able to do with the father in that small confined space and the editing in the father was just incredible outside of the performances. The script was beautiful. The production design, I loved everything about it. Obviously, throw in Hugh Jackman, Vanessa Kirby, Laura Dern. I am just ecstatic. Uh, You know, obviously, he wrote this with Christopher Hampton, who he also wrote the father with, and it's based on his own stage play. So... I'm just excited. I'm excited for part two of this trilogy of what he's got going on. And yeah, I'm excited for this movie. I did this when the movie came out and I just did it again because when you said that, I was like, oh, I forgot what all it was nominated for. And I looked at film editing and I said, oh my God, Yorgos Lanthimos did the editing. I'm like, no, it's Yorgos Lampernos. So yeah, that one got me again. Um, <laughs> Two times, just never ending. Yeah, I I love The Father so much, and I do think it was like the next film on Best Picture. Like, 
I just it I was, think it was six or seven on director too. I really feel yeah, like yeah, I do too. I um, especially because of how it panned out with wins, like there's no way that nominations it wasn't like on the cusp of getting into like all these other categories. I Wait, think you he, think it was the the runner up for like the number two for picture? I think it was like way up there. Like I yeah. really think that like that film. And not like not even just the performances. I think like that whole film, like the way it's edited, the production design is like incredible. not only like incredible for what I assume is a low budget. I've never really looked up the budget, but um, it's they, so intricate. They were all low budget. Yeah, it's so intricate into the story, and I think that is like so hard, especially with like smaller stories versus like something where like Nightmare Alley, like the production design is such a part of it, like, or Doom, like it's like- Six million was the budget. Yeah. I was about to say. That's insane that it has like notable production design. Like that is such a strange like thing to point out for such a small movie, but it's like such a part of the story that it's amazing that they were able to incorporate it. But um, he just has such a way with actors, like the performances he obviously drew out of Anthony Hopkins, but like also Olivia Coleman who I don't know how to explain that act like that performance she gave. It is so layered and just so mm. haunting. And I, I am a huge Vanessa Kirby fan. Like I'm at the Crown stan, but I love pieces. Like I loved her in Pieces of Woman. I, I would have gotten for a win for her. But I'm excited to see what he does with her. I'm a huge, huge Jackman, not doing big budget fan movies. Like him in Prisoners is an all timer for me. And mm, I'm yeah. hoping we get something, some kind of performance like that. Um, I haven't seen Logan still. I know. I assume he's amazing in that, but I'm just yeah. excited to see this movie mostly because I want to see what performances he gets out of the actors involved because I'm looking forward to the banter between obviously Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern because they're the yes. ones that play opposite of like she's the ex-wife so yeah I can imagine how strong those scenes would be so I yeah I just I'm really looking forward to it and, and kind of yeah that's it's probably my number two most anticipated movie of this year it really is I would say it's probably number two love that all right, Kenzie, you're on the clock. So it's not my most anticipated, but it's one I'm most excited to see how it comes together. Um, so she said it. I, so I personally feel like maybe it's too soon because there's still a trial going on. I'm not really sure. Like we're far enough removed from everything that happened with Harvey Weinstein, but this story is more about like the journalist that like wrote the article that came out that started the downfall of him and eventually started the Me Too movement. I am terrified it will be like bombshell where I was so excited and absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. I am a little more confident because this is women making the film, telling the story, women involved with like producing, um, and like the screenwriter, she wrote Disobedience, which is like one of my favorite recent movies ever, but I'm still very nervous. I just, I don't know. I'm hoping it's more like spotlight-esque versus like of that kind of journalistic film, but I'm just so terrified it's going to be like Bombshell. That movie just kind of 
because I think it was the same thing. We weren't far enough removed from the story itself to have a better feel of the story versus like this could be like we're rushing it out to get it done and get it told but I trust the filmmaker I trust the writer I trust all the actors like um obviously Carrie Mulligan but Zoe Kazan I she has just turned out incredible performances recently and I'm really excited to see her like and a feature film that's not like where she it's like too small for like a big general audience to see because I do feel like this will be a big movie but I'm most excited for Tom Pelfrey because he just obliterated me on Ozark so I can't wait but I don't know I'm very nervous for this one but if it's good it's gonna be like so good so we'll see. And I also really love movies about like the industry, the way the Oscars do. Like, I love that. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, if you look at the IMDb for this, you see like names, you know, as the characters. And I kind of love that. Even when it's bad, I enjoy it. Like, I didn't like Bombshell. I absolutely hated it. But did I have fun watching her play Gretchen Carlson? Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, she's hilarious. This, this, like, but um, I don't know. I'm just scared, but I do have more trust in this movie because it is women directing and writing versus a man directing Bombshell, but we'll see. Like, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, Carrie Mulligan has two opportunities for an Oscar. If she blows both, I don't She'll know what I'm going to do. Bradley Cooper next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it is so risky to do um to do like journalism based movies especially this soon because it's like you said like my biggest thing with bombshell is i don't think we were far enough away to where we like knew new things and so we were just being told everything that we had already known and already been told over the past x amount of years and so um i think if they can't find a way to like actually tell us something new then I think that that is a um that's where it could start to fall off a little bit but I I do agree I am excited for it um and I do agree that I think having actual like women involved in a women focused story is a big help rather than having the guy who was made fun of on Barry for not being a great director that and I hope like the tone is like bombshell like bombshell didn't work for me because when it wasn't very serious like the scene with Margot Robbie where it's like deeply uncomfortable it was immediately followed by like scenes played for laughs and like the mm -hmm. Kate McKinnon of it all and like the tone just did not match the story and that's like a huge part of why that didn't work for me and I hope that she said it's more similar to spotlight which like had moments that like played into like the newsroom environment where they're like deliriously tired and laughing or whatever making jokes but like the second it was serious it was very serious like there was no like i don't know i just felt like bombshell was way too light of a movie for how dark the story is and i the story is clearly very dark so I'm just hoping tone-wise it is. Yeah. And that's not saying, that's not saying like a 
journalism movie that soon can't be done. I mean, all the president's men did it, what, like four years after Watergate? Um, yeah. That one, so they it, were like changing it as they were shooting it because yeah. like, stuff was still coming out. But I do feel like that one framed it more about like the story and them writing mm-hmm. it, which is what I feel like this will be. Yes. But I just, you know, you know, when something like really, like you're really excited for a movie and then it's terrible and it like really like, like effect, cuts you mm-hmm. like that TikTok noise where you like pull the dagger out. Like that yeah. is me with Bombshell. Like journalist movies are like some of my favorite, like my favorite season of The Wires, the newspaper season. Like I love that. But Bombshell just like, I don't know. And I I saw that at a Q&A at Arclight, RIP, December 2020 or December 2019. And I don't want to spread rumors, but Charlize Theron was extremely sick, coughing, looked terrible for Charlize Theron. Like, obviously she looked better than I ever have in my life, but like for her was not great. And I'm like, she totally had COVID. She totally had it. Cause she was like, I've never been this sick. And I'm like, why are you here? This was like before COVID was like Mm -hmm. super what it is now, but totally had COVID. So another dent in bombshells ticks. (laughs) All right, Jacob. Is this my number two? Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and take this one. My number two is probably going to be the Fablemans. Um, I am a sucker for coming of age family oriented movies i am a sucker for i'm a sucker for directors you know actors writers whoever making movies kind of about themselves not in like a shitty kind of way but like just to tell their story um and i think spielberg is and this isn't like a hot take or anything. He's probably one of the greatest directors who has ever lived. So why not tell that story? Um, I love the cast. I am just all, I'm all for the Fablemans. Um, did you guys watch the Spielberg documentary on HBO? Mm-mm. So highly recommend, like it's pretty long, but it's one of the best documentaries about someone living that I've honestly ever seen but um him talking about his childhood and like how it affected the stories he told it it like literally makes me cry just thinking about it like him talking about it so I cannot imagine what the screenplay will be and I like you I'm a huge fan huge fan of like directors I love not even directors I love just like directors kind of like telling their own story because I just feel like it always is like their best project. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine that from Steven Spielberg, like the career he's had and he's doing this now. So I'm very excited as well. I I saw that clip that's been recently like going viral about how um, I can't remember the show he was on, but talking about how like someone brought up how Close Encounters was Spielberg, like talking about his parents and he was like, well, that's a really good point. So. so in the documentary, he talks about, he always told a story about divorced parents. So like E.T., Close Encounters, like every movie has divorced, like the least of the start mm-hmm. of his career has like divorced parents. And it's because his parents got divorced and he took it really hard. Like 
he says he was like a really well-behaved kid and his parents got divorced and then he became really angry and like fighting all the time and like just really like it changed his perspective even not like per him like on his religion which is like part of the story of how he made Schindler's List it's just really great but um so it's really like just so fascinating that he's gonna do this because he's kind of like slightly been putting it in his movies all along I guess Mm -hmm. so him doing it and then like the cast he's doing it with is just great but I do hope someone has clipped or whatever that quote of Seth Rogen saying awards don't matter and Oscars are dumb or whatever because I'm sure I'm sure Will has it the second he starts next like this year I'm like I thought they didn't matter I just want to interview him be like do you remember last year it's so mean because I love November 11th so much good yeah but um it was just like bro like out of all years to say this, you say it when you're about to be in a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, yeah, about to play the uncle. I mean, they just gave Ben Affleck a SAG nomination just for being a cool uncle. Literally. All right. All so right. I'm trying to change my picks as we go here. I don't want to have the same picks as everybody. It's kind of getting on my nerves now. I'm really scared um, someone's going to take mine. My, yeah, that's uh, why I tried to take that one out of the way. Um, my next one is anticipation, just obviously not for the story, but obviously who's playing the lead, and that's Rustin. I'm very, 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 mm. very excited about that. Obviously, Coleman Domingo, I love just everything he brought to Zola. Coleman Domingo's your bestie. It, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to see, because even Zola was, it, it, he. I feel like he plays something different a lot. You know what I mean? I feel like he challenges himself, and I don't think there's going to be this is going to be a hard role, obviously, you know, based on on what it's about. But it's George C. Wolf coming back. I love what he did with Ma Rainey Black Bottom. I love that it's a it's a really good movie. Um, the cast is incredible. I mean, Jeffrey Wright's in it. You've got Divine Joy Randolph in it. Um, it it's about obviously Bayard uh, Rustin, and I'm really, 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 really excited to see kind of Coleman Domingo take off and maybe get some of that Oscar love that he probably should have, not probably, he should have gotten this year in a movie that I knew he wouldn't get any Oscar love in a million years because I doubt any of them really watched that. <laughs> Most of those people didn't watch that movie, but um, Zola's incredible. If you haven't seen it, watch it, please. But I think um, it's on Showtime. Yes, so mm-hmm. please watch it. I love Zola. So I'm very excited about it for a multitude of reasons, but obviously Coleman Domingo being the lead is, is a, a the icing on the cake and the story is incredible you know what i mean the story about bayard rustin is incredible in itself so i'm um just gonna say this now but if nicole kidman could get an oscar nomination for a terrible impersonation of a real person if coleman domingo does not i don't have to say why not um it's like it's just so exciting that coleman domingo is in it sounds so dumb, but that he is in like a biopic because it's like, I, he should have been in for Zola. Like, I understand the content of the movie is not an Academy friendly movie, but like, if that performance was in like a movie that wasn't about like a stripper, like it would have been in. Like, 100%. It would have been 100%. In. That that moment where he switches to the accent is one of the scariest things I've ever seen, but also some of the best acting I've ever seen because he does it like so naturally, but it's also very intense. 
Um, but he is such a great actor and it's crazy that, um, Euphoria is like everywhere and I don't feel like people will talk about him a lot. And I know it's because his performance is very like subtle, but I feel like that it's so hard to be subtle and carry so much weight. And he Mm -hmm. does that so effortlessly. And that's so unique with actors to do something like that. And he's also like his character on Euphoria has like a dark kind of story but yeah. he has obviously come oh god no like come through it but he is so comforting at the same time like and that's that speaks volumes to Coleman Domingo because he he's able to do that like he's able to carry like a dark backstory but also be so comforting and like someone you want to have on your side at all times and I can't imagine how difficult that is to do as an actor and yeah. I'm just I just really hope He's doing I'm a excited. biopic and exactly. nominate him. Yeah, and <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, watching, it's incredible to kind of really, he's been around for so long, right? A lot of us know who Coleman Domingo is prior to this resurgence. Obviously, a, a lot of people know him from The Fear of the Walking Dead, which, you know, I, I'm sure he's incredible. And in I, didn't, I didn't know he was I, in that. <laughs> I just found out he was in that, so thank you. <laughs> but, I mean... He's, I mean, he's been in it for like five or however many seasons, like all of those have been around for like 40 years, I think, feel like, yeah. but it's, it's, he's nice to see him kind of get this resurgence. Like people know him from that. People know him obviously from Euphoria now, but he's been around for so long and it's like, people are taking him serious. Right. And it's kind of cool because he's such an incredible actor. Like you're right. There's that entire hotel scene in Zola. I've mm-hmm. never just been in such awe of, of, of that transition, that entire moment of a film. And he just exudes, and I just loved him in that role. He's so good in Zola. Like, you know, when someone's like cast in a movie and you're like, before you even see it, you're like, they're fucking perfect. Like yes. perfect for this. Like, I feel like he's, his agent and him have a really good idea of like what he is so good at. And they're really yes. like, like, because every single time he's gasping something, I'm like, holy shit. Like he, he was, was incredible in Candyman. Like Candyman, he was perfect. Okay, Candyman. so Candyman, like so good. And then the other thing is I absolutely hate with my whole body Assassination Nation. I, I hate that movie so much, but he's really good in it. Like really good in it. He, uh, he, like, there was another one, so the, God, the God's Committee came out last year. Yes. It was a low whatever it just got kind of thrown on there it had him and um kelsey Grammer. he was he played like a priest or like a, a we were a talking pastor. about real housewives of beverly hills hello kelsey Grammer. <laughs> he was incredible in that too like it's just yeah the guy doesn't miss and i'm excited to see what he does with rustin yeah me too you're on the board kenzie okay no one took mine so my <laughs> next one i am so excited for i'm begging the Academy to do something here. Um, we'll see. Like Jacob wrote about this one a little bit and said the same thing. Like we have to wait and see because the story is. Insane. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Lanthimos, <laughs> poor yeah. things. I listen. Lanthimos could do anything, and I'd be really excited. But um, the cast on this one is Oof. like Oof. absolutely insane. Um, quick question. Does Willem Dafoe sleep or like what does he do? Because he has been in three movies, four movies every year for the last like five years. I don't understand. I think he's just in a chamber. 
literally he goes like, in there and this takes like he can be for like a week get a week's worth of sleep in a day and then just go out and work because he's in everything um mm-hmm. but Robbie's in this mark ruffalo um derek carmichael who just had like the biggest on the count of month. three reunite re- yeah re- i was gonna reunite. say jared and christopher abbott are we gonna see this before that probably, probably. absolutely <laughs> um but uh christopher abbott's in this like it's like margaret qualley um obviously emma stone i feel like there's someone else i don't remember there's so many people in this but um i don't know i just i love yorgos anthemos and i feel like he is able to pull off like insane movies like if you explained the lobster to someone (laughs) i do not think they would assume that would be a movie that got an oscar nomination um yeah, I just, I'm so excited. And I feel like um, he made some strides with the complaints that uh, the favorite was very white. Um, I mean, it's still pretty white, but like, I don't know. And I am a firm believer that Emma Stone's best performance of all time was in the favorite. Um, I don't know. I just think Yorgos Lanthimos, like we were kind of talking about earlier with Florian Zeller, is an actor's director. Like he is so good at pulling out performances you would never expect from someone. But he's also like hyper aware of where to put a camera and I love that and- And how to use it and like, it's so cool because like, if you think back on the favorite, he uses like some of the worst lenses like imaginable, but then it makes the shot so much cooler like in context of what they're doing. Like the fisheye lens, I, I, you would have put that in any other movie. I would have hated it, but yeah. like having them like run across, ah, uh, it was just that oh, was and the way he shot the entire um, the race they did, mm-hmm. like with the like, I don't know. He's just it. What if you would have told me like shoot this? I would have been like, I'm gonna put the camera like here, and he's like, I'm gonna put it up here. I'm gonna put it over here. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. He just has a vision I'll never understand. I won't even try to understand. Like if I interviewed him, I would never ask him about it. But um, I don't know, I'm so excited. I The story is so, so weird. I bought the novel to read it. I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, this could either get like a screenplay nomination and that's it. Cause they're like, I don't want to touch this. Or it could be like the favorite, like 10 yeah. nominations. Like you never know. Like you truly don't know. I, I don't know. But does anybody know if Emma Stone is like PGA producer? Because she could get, if she is, she could get like a Best Picture nomination. Because I know she's the producer on it. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited. And I think it's hilarious that this is also a searchlight movie. So one day this movie will be on Disney Plus. Yep. Like, what? <laughs> she got nominated for Outstanding Producer of a Limited Series for Maniac. Remember Maniac? Yeah. Maniac yeah. was one of those shows when you watched it, you were like, wow, this is the best thing ever. And then I have never in my life thought about this again. <laughs> It was incredible. And you're right. Yeah, no, I, I agree about poor things. I'm like, either this could be the favorite where it's like, oh, it's like weird, but people kind of latch themselves onto it. Or they're like, oh, this is 
weird <laughs> and so, like, we're just gonna keep we're gonna say it's a masterpiece and keep that masterpiece here yeah so my thing is i'm really sad arclight's not around i hope there's rumors it's coming back but like they said it was gonna open in december and it's now april so <laughs> right around um, the but i I saw the lobster at like an academy screening and it was the most awkward audience I've ever been in. It was completely silent, like nothing. I saw the favorite. It was like a arc light you can pay to be a member. So you get like a discount, you get like monthly gifts. Um, but that's basically it. But um, a lot of academy members were members of Arclight, but so I saw the favorite at like an, a members only screening it was like a week before it came out i'm telling you people were on their feet laughing like people were like this is so funny like it, the audience was really like interactive and i was like i think this is different than the lobster like just off that and i'm really sad that like i won't probably like i'll probably see this at like 10 a.m at like almond yeah, exactly. like like no 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 idea of like what because I'll never forget the favorite. I sat next to this really old lady and I was like, like, what is she going to do? Like, has she seen the trailer? <laughs> like, does she know? <laughs> like, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I have this in the awards column right now, but we'll see. But I would love so much if we got Mark Ruffalo a supporting nomination that was deserved. Um, no offense, but him yelling it's time was not a nomination. Okay, but his Foxcatcher one was. So Yes, Foxcatcher. Actually, just to plug the website, oscarcentral.com, I put Channing Tatum on my list. Yes. And, you know, maybe one day he'll get there. I, I am a firm believer he was he's a really good actor. And no, I, yeah. did not, I did not put Matt... I did not put Magic Mike, but I was very close. I was very close. I love Channing Tatum. But I put him for Foxcatcher. Yeah. Put him You're as up, lead, Jacob. hopefully, which he should have been. And Steve Carell should have been supporting. But, okay. Uh, okay, I'm up. If you take my movie, I will. I have two that you can't take. Mm. I hope you know. I'm going to go... Avatar 2. <laughs> I thought about it. No, okay. I will... I don't think Kenzie's going to take this one, so I will take it. Um, I will go White Noise yes. from Noah Baumbach. Um, you get Noah Baumbach and Greta working together before they ultimately win their Oscar for Barbie in a couple of years. Um, Adam Driver is back with Noah Baumbach, which is where he should be, <laughs> not doing all of these other things like House of Gucci. Um, Just don't slander The Last Duel. This is the pro The Last Duel podcast. Yes, yes. pro The Last Duel podcast. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I don't know much about the book. All I know is the synopsis, and I've never read the book, but I've heard the book is an interesting read um i bought the synopsis it synopsis is really it's, interesting it's in my pile yeah um it seems like a very it seems like a very hard thing to get across um you know studying studying hitler studies would be hard for anyone to really get across but 
I don't know. Do you I think worry about um you know how like I don't remember if anybody remembers this, but somebody took like out of context clips of Black Klansmen of Adam Driver yep. and made like okay, so I'm like, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Um but so I keep thinking, like, is this going to be like the squid in the whale where it's just like an extremely like unlikable, like hard to like watch kind of thing? Or is it going to be like marriage story where it's like a character study? Like, mm-hmm. I just so I'm going to read the book like I bought it, but I I too am worried about that. But I also just think like. I don't see him following up marriage story with like like something that's hard to digest. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, we'll see. I'm really excited. Like, I'm so excited. I mean, apparently the book did really well. Um, yeah. And so. Um, yeah, and I also think like him and Greta working together with her like on camera is going to be like a really good way to set up Barbie in a mm-hmm. sense that like you'll know like we'll see them at like events whether or not that's the Oscars we'll see them together and they can be like we're working on Barbie like you know like because they're obviously about to shoot it since like Ryan Gosling tied his hair mm-hmm. yep yes and so yeah, yeah. I, I am excited for it because I love everyone involved um, but it is one that kind of worries me just a little bit. I'm going to go with my next pick, which is the most predictable pick in the entire universe. And I'm going to say Babylon. Um, yeah. Anybody that could have guessed? I should have taken it. I should have. I, I should have said, said it when you got to it. I, I didn't still... write down that or the sun because I was like, Ricky has it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. I was like, half my list could have been predictable. I mean, it's really, I mean, the, the other one is obviously super predictable too, but Babylon, I could go through a list of reasons of why I am excited about this one, but the number one reason is Damien Chazelle. Um, I love that man. I, he doesn't miss. Um, he hasn't missed. I don't care what anybody says about First Man. It's an incredible movie that was robbed. It's his best at, movie. At the Academy Awards. Hey, I'm, I'll take it. It is what it is. I wouldn't say that, but um, it's his third best movie. But I. It's his second best. Second, like one, two, I think I'm second too. I think I'm second too. I but you're gonna have, say Whiplash is one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already, yeah. I mean, I already know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just. I love Chazelle. I love his work. I think his writing is incredible. And I don't really feel like um, I need to say anything else. I don't know. I just. I'm so excited for this movie. And I. I am so excited cast. to find out what role everyone has because every <laughs> goddamn day. On Twitter, someone's like, this person is supporting, this person's lead, and it's the same person the same day. I'm like, I am strong so cast top to bottom. So I'm a huge first man defender, and I just want to shout out Christopher Nolan, who was at my showing that I paid for at 2 p.m. on a Saturday at CityWalk IMAX of First Man. Um, but I love First Man so much. So I'm kind of excited because the budget on this is big, right? Yeah, it's it's like over 100 million, I think. Yeah, so I'm excited about that because I do feel like of any director working, I feel that Damon Giselle has the best like kind of grip on making like big budget movies feeling small. 
Um, and I'm excited to like find out more about this movie versus like just like a two sentence synopsis. Like Justin Hurwitz is coming stuff. back, which is not much yeah. of a surprise, but he was robbed for first men's score, which was incredible. Um, the score when they land on the moon is like uh-huh. <laughs> out of this fucking world. It's some of the best use of a score in a movie. Like it's insane. Uh, and he won like everything leading up to it. And I just want to throw that out here. Yes, Justin Hurwitz and I share a birthday. We were both disappointed on the day that he got snubbed. It was on January 22nd. Yes, I remember the date. Fuck off. But um, but oh, yeah. Of course you do. It's your birthday. Well, I just remember it being... Well, yeah, that too. But it's just funny to me that he was snubbed. But Hurwitz coming back, they work together on everything. They, they went to school together. They do everything together. So it's not a surprise there. But... The cast is strong from top to bottom. I mean, you're looking, I mean, not just Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. I'm excited to see Tobey Maguire. I, you know, I'm excited to see him act. I love Tobey Maguire. Um, I, I think that he's incredibly like underrated. Um, Listen yeah. to me. I will die on this hill. He was such a good Nick Carraway and deserves more love for that. He yes. was good. I hate everyone who says otherwise. Sorry. Same boat. Um, big- Big year for Brad Pitt. Well, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And like, I love movies about movies. Like, I love it. Yes, I know they're very cheesy, but I love it so much. So, someone, especially movies about old movies. Yes. In like, yeah, that transition from like silent film to, you know, that transition out of silent movies. Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's incredibly, it's, it's given me, it's given yeah. me like a lot of singing in the rain vibes, which is what I hope it like kind of does like tonally mm-hmm. and so i just really hope the editing isn't cheesy i keep getting like panic attacks that it's going to be like cheesy editing i don't mind if there's like one like on the nose thing but please don't do too many because it's like you know like a studio can be like eh, we want this this is what the people expect so I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. There's just too many interviews about like directors being like the studio kind of like took this movie away from me. And I'm like. Which speaking yeah. of, did you see Robert Eggers actually came out and was like, no, this is the movie that I wanted to make. So I read the whole interview and he never said that it got like taken away. He just said there was like a conversation about mm-hmm. it and people like ran wild with that. And I'm like, I feel they like he would have point blank said they they put out a final cut yeah. i don't think he would have left a24 without final cut approval so mm-hmm. like i i think it's so funny he had to come out and say that because i was like did did we ever really think that he let a movie come out and then especially because it came out and people were like this is the most brutal movie i've ever seen i was like what <laughs> like you guys were just freaking out that the studio cut this movie like just so weird Ugh. I'm excited. To, I'm glad like, he works with the same editor, obviously, for Babylon. Um, Tom Cross is editing it, who actually helped edit No Time to Die, too. But um, I'm really, I agree with you. I'm really hoping that this is a very, I've seen the comparisons to Wolf of Wall Street, like tonally is what I, from, you know, our sources. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know. Chazelle is just Chazelle in my book. So, yeah love um so my next one is obviously 
the return of Darren Aronofsky, the whale, I listen. So he's gone away for too long. Like mother is my number one movie of all time. Um, just the greatest movie ever, but he's been my favorite director for so long and I have missed him and I kind of replaced him with Robert Eggers as my favorite working director because Darren Aronofsky has been gone for too long but he's back and he is back with someone who means so much to me I made my dad take me to see The Mummy and The Mummy Returns in theaters like 5,000 times like I remember seeing the mummy returns being so scared of something. And I was like, let's go see it again. I like Brendan Fraser means the world to me. And like, there's this movie with him. That's so bad called blast from the past where he gets like locked in a basement. He's from the fifties and he wakes up present day. It's so bad. But like, I just, I was obsessed with him growing up. So I watched like every movie he was in. Um, but he is such a great actor and I'm really obsessed with his resurgence and his reaction to his resurgence, Mm -hmm. um, being so well-received, but I just, I, the plot is very like problematic and it's obviously based on like a play. So I'll never know. Um, but I don't know. I, Darren Aronofsky is like such a visceral filmmaker that I just, I love everything he does. I am so excited. I want to see this. Like, I'm assuming he shot it on film. I want to see it on film. I want to see it on the biggest screen possible. I just love Darren Aronofsky so much. I don't know if this really has Ward's possibility because it sounds very divisive, but, and you never know after your mother, like he, kind of talked himself out of any awards love for mother like every time he opened his mouth it kind of like irritated people and everything I thought I took back but we'll see like we will see I would love that if Brendan Fraser like his first big film entrance because like in the last couple years gets him an Oscar nomination like that would be one of the coolest like publicity things of all time and he clearly deserves it, but we'll see. I, this could be something that gets like four nominations or like zero, but I'm assuming it's a lock for makeup. Yeah, it would, I would think it would have to be. Yeah, but we'll see. Oh, like, I mean, there's, there's I mean, the like no images. Be... There's no anything for this movie. So like, I will see, I mean, I don't know. I'm very nervous. Like I'm very nervous. Yeah. Like when when it comes out the first trailer, I do believe that Twitter will be unbearable. Like, yeah. I I feel like people I don't know. I just think it's going to be like super divisive and I don't know. And I don't trust A24. Like I have the hardest time putting anything A24 on a list of Oscar movies because they don't there's clearly no one that campaigns there's no awards campaign off like person mm-hmm. on their team like i don't know what they're doing but um this could either like i don't know we'll see we'll see i i, I have my eye on it because it's darren but it could just be like another mother that i'm obsessed with and no one else likes i i agree I um 
because I think I can't remember, but I think the play is all done in that one room. Like he doesn't really move much. Well, so, so that's I, the other thing is I read like there's like no set changes. It's mm-hmm. like it's very similar. Hey, I'm gonna so stop that's, for one second. We got a question here. It was like, which film of Searchlight is going to be pushed more? Empire of Light, Four Things, Asteroid City, Mexico Winds, or Banshees? Was the question. Um, I want to say Banshees, but I don't believe it because I am a firm believer that um, In Bruges could have gotten so much love had it been properly handled. And I just feel like I don't know. It's hard to tell with that because um, three billboards like clearly overperformed. Great. It's so funny. I'm like straight up. This is not the one, but I don't really have an answer. <laughs> right. It is. I think obviously it's going to obviously Ooh. come down to whatever movie plays the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like it has nothing to do with what is the best movie. It's no. just like actually which one. Oh, Jacob has an answer? Well, I was going to say, you know what? That could, like, lean into what my next pick's going to be. Oh. Which is... What is it? Next goal wins. wins. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a year for Michael Fassbender. Yeah. After doing the the snow person or snowman mobile. I also um, snow piercer. (laughs) um, And all that, it's like he's actually, like, getting a full comeback. And I think uh, I think this is going to be one for at least for me that I'm going to find a lot better than Jojo Rabbit. Just taking it in because uh, I just didn't like Jojo Rabbit. Same. Um, but the story seems so like at least interesting, and I know the documentary it's based on is like supposed to be really good. And I am a full on sucker whatever for Will Arnett to be in anything. And I know that when he got cast in the role, um, it was reported that they actually expanded his role, which Army Hammer um, was only supposed to be a cameo before, um, you know, things happened and he got taken off. Um, But yeah, so I, that's one that I'm actually really looking forward to. I think People have been like looking for it for a long time. It's been on like the predicted Oscar list for the past like three years now. And so I think with it finally coming out, um, having a more like straightforward comedy drama type of story, I think that could be a a searchlight movie that really does well. And like Taika is like having such a big moment right now mm-hmm. because of everyone's favorite gay pirate show. Please watch it on HBO. Um, but he, I so I have so much to say about Taika, but I'm not going to say it. It's all positive, but I just could go into like a huge pop culture spiel. Um, but he is like such a likable person and I think that only increases when he's funny mm-hmm. and I feel like this is just I don't know I'm so excited like I'm so excited and Michael Fassbender is somebody that I think is hilarious 
and he is only ever super stern and serious and not that i've seen um he's an x-men right yes yes yeah, yeah i haven't seen those but um yeah i just think like this movie is gonna play to a lot of people's strengths that are like not typically thought about from what i'm understanding about it i mean like we could see it and it could be like something completely different but yeah i kind of agree that could be like one of the, it has like a lot of star power in a sense that it's a lot of people that are like recognizable to the general public outside of the awards audience but it's also mm-hmm. like really recognizable people to people in the awards audience and that's plus a really it's like important this thing. it's also a very or a fairly recent story i mean mm-hmm. um the documentary came out in i think 2014 and when so, he started shooting the movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i agree i think taika's at his best whenever he's actually doing something like comedic with a little bit of heart and i think this is something that could do that and we saw last year that um you know they are willing to go for sports movies you know they went for uh ford versus ferrari a couple years ago they went for king richard last year so you know soccer is probably the biggest sport in the entire world so i think that could be um i think that could be a really a really big one plus when it comes down to it like everyone's going to be talking about will arnett and then all the army hammer oh he replaced army hammer stuff's going to come back up and it's going to keep it in the conversation um for as long as it needs to be yeah perfect segue for my next pick um speaking of michael fassbender um i'm going to mention the killer um i <laughs> so I have to take your pick, Enzi. I feel bad. Oh, yeah, bad. that's 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 why I chose White Noise because I was like, I'll take the other Netflix movie. Well, it's, I'm I just anything David Fincher obviously is something that I'm keen for, but I I got even more excited for this movie. As crazy as it sounds, obviously he's working with Andrew Kevin Walker again, but Andrew Kevin Walker wrote one of my favorite movies of this year already, which is Windfall, which I thought was incredibly well-written but that pairing is amazing um i'm super excited about it the story um i I actually am i actually bought the book i'm i'm excited i want to read it before obviously it comes out because it's based on a novel i'm super 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 excited about it fincher isn't it based off uh like a comic graphic novel yeah yeah Yeah. based off a graphic novel yeah so uh, i'm intrigued and i'm excited so and I'm the sorry. cinematographer David, David Fincher the... comic book movie director. <laughs> Don't do that. To me. Um, <laughs> They're already taking right. so many people away from Kenji. Do not. <laughs> Literally, like the Dakota Johnson thing is like gonna fuck with me for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> I'm so caught up right now. Um, but the cinematographer, it's the same guy from mm-hmm. Mank, right? Eric? Yeah, Meshers. Yes. Yes. Um, that's so. And Ant Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> um yeah i'm so that's that was my next pick i feel bad now i'm sorry i literally we can share it if you want to dave fincher doing anything is like thrilling to me i'm a huge mink defender i love mink i think it's top tier um but you know to like general fincher audiences he's returning to form he's doing something dark and gritty um yeah and like 
even though Michael Fassbender has a very prickly past, which I will be very curious if it comes up since he's in two movies. I'm sure he's in more than two and I'm just saying two, but I'll be very curious if it comes up. But uh, I said that about Joaquin Phoenix with Joker and nothing ever came up. Um, but, you know, it's so exciting. And Tilda Swinton, like, I, I worship her. So this is thrilling. And I'm interested. I'm very interested. Because I don't, I'm not going to read, because it's a graphic novel. I'm probably not going to read it. But it's very thrilling. And it, like, I don't know. I'm excited to see what he does. Because he spends, like, Mank was such a personal project for him to see like how he like moves forward from that into something that doesn't seem very personal, but. Yeah, it's a different, it's a, it's a different segue. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree but this you. is what most audiences expect from Fincher. So I'm feeling he'll be, I'm feeling he'll be darker than normal. If you know what I mean? Like he'll, I don't know. I, I would like love for enough. him. Yeah. I would love for him to be like, you thought Zodiac was my best movie. You know, like, yeah, be like, I saw all the shit you guys talked about make, even though make was <laughs> so good. But yeah, my so- I don't I don't know how much I know Kenzie's looked into it way more than I have. But does it is it like sort of like what Barry does where it's like an assassin, like kind of gains a conscience? Is that so? Yes, but it's kind of like it's kind of like forced upon him from what I understand. Like, it's not like he, from what I'm just clarifying this once again, from what I understand, I did not Mm -hmm. read what it's based on, but it's like, kind of like not in a sense where Barry just like decides, Mm -hmm. like awakens himself, but I could be wrong. Like, I don't know. But from what I've understood is like, it's like forced upon him. Okay. Like realize that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I was just wondering because I went and read this. And I'm doing like my Barry rewatch right before season four or three. Three. And um, yeah, <laughs> three. Um, and I like saw the synopsis where it was like an assassin begins to psychologically crack as he develops a conscience, even when his clients continue to, to demand his skills. And I was like, oh, well, that's <laughs> that's what I'm watching right now. Yeah. It's, it, it'll also be interesting to see like how that is received with like how popular Barry is. Mm-hmm. And especially since Barry's finally coming back, like oh, literally. Seven years later. <laughs> well, or at least what it feels like seven years later, right? Yeah. How many more do we have? One-ish. One. Yeah, one. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Oh, now I have to pick. This I know. sucks. You know, I'm kind of bummed that Ricky took this. I feel bad because I feel bad. now I just have so many I want to mention, but I'm not sure. But I'm gonna go with one I know no one else will mention because I am a Brady Corbet like enthusiast, and no one else is. I'm gonna go the Brutalist, which um, I'm just realizing Mark Rylance is also kind of having a Willem Dafoe year where he's in like a million movies. Wow. Um, but The Brutalist is Brady Corbet's follow-up to Box Lux, which we all know is my jam. Um, but it's Sebastian Stan, Vanessa Kirby, 
Mark Rylance. Um, there's someone else in it that I'm Oh, really Joel Edgerton or Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. Marion Cotillard. And then my Vox Lug gals, Rafael Cassidy and Stacey Martin are also yep. in it. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really sound like a plot I'm interested in. Like it's like a 1940s, 50s architect mm -hmm. comes to the United States. It's like not my, I'm not really like a period piece or past kind of person. Um, but we'll see. I, he makes really interesting movies that um, don't always work, but I truly, truly, absolutely loved Vox Lux so much. So I'm really excited. I think either, I don't think this will be like an Oscar movie. I don't really know, but the cast is really big this time. And like, to be fair, to be fair, Natalie Portman was very much in the conversation until the movie came out for Vox Lux. So this could be one of those where it's like in the conversation and then people see it, nothing <laughs> happens. Yeah. But it's hard to ignore Marianne Cotillard and Mark Rylance. So I'm keeping my eye on it. But okay, he is in three movies that are coming out that have not come out. And then he was just in the outfit. And he's in a TV show, Mark Rylance. Has, do we know if the Terrence Malick one is coming out this year? Or is the that ways next of the year? wind. That's what I'm checking. Yeah. Okay, it says it might be coming out. I would have said that. Because oh, that's that's one where I'm like, oh, I would love to see him play the devil. Right? Okay. Okay, I didn't put that on my list because I didn't think it was coming out. Yeah, I I kept thinking that it was getting like pushed back. Well, like so, IMDb previously had it listed as. Um, production and now oh, it's yeah. post-production and it says the brutalist is pre-production so that means that's not coming out i will switch to the way of the wind i will switch we'll good switch i will switch. switch wow okay yeah okay this one okay because i'm a firm 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 believer that um what the fuck was it called? A Hidden Life was, would have been an Oscar movie had the timing been better of its release. Like at least he could have been like a lone director nomination. I think it's one of his best shot movies. Like it's stunning. And I actually really loved that movie. But um, so yeah, kind of same thing here. Like kind of could be like really weird subject matter. But um I don't know. Mark Rylance playing the devil. Yeah, that's like I'm like hello. And then um, what's his name is in it? Um, I was just on my MDB shit. Um, it says so Ben Kingsley. Matthew Schoenhart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it could be like zero, and we all just like post memes of it. <laughs> or it could be like five nominations. I will not go higher than that. But yeah, I just, I, Mark Rylance is someone, and I'm so sorry to do this to Ricky. I just keep saying Mark Rylance. Um, but he is kind of like one of those people I can't ignore, you know? And Terrence Malick, obviously, you cannot ignore Terrence Malick. 
just the conversation around his films in general, but because um, we were all talking about Hidden Life and then it came out and it kind of like went, which I don't agree with. But yeah, him as the devil, are you kidding? Are you kidding? I'm so excited this is coming out. I swear I check IMDb all the time and it's said production for months. So this is thrilling. Also, this says he's playing four different versions of the devil. You know what that means is he's probably playing like a cartoonish looking devil, a devil like in everyday disguise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Literally, I just, I love a man named Terrence Malick and his symbolism. And I can't imagine what this movie is going to be. And I'm a huge defender of um, religious movies that are like, not offensive, but just like not what religious people interpret, like want from a religious kind of movie. Mother, The Last Sensation of Christ. So, you know, and like, I don't know, I kind of like hope it touches on like purgatory, you know, Mm because that's what I get a sense from someone playing multiple iterations of the like Satan thrilling thrilling stuff here breaking live that i'm just now breaking this down because i in my mind i locked this movie away for 2023 because i was like no way and now it sounds like the brutalist is 2023 wow i don't know this is shocking shocking let's go terrence malick coming to uh coming to jesus we could say in the middle of the podcast literally (laughs) literally i i'm so excited wow thanks jacob oh you're welcome you're welcome Last um, pick, Jacob. Oh, I'm gonna shock everybody with my last pick. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if it was the way of the wind? Okay, <laughs> my last pick um, is not Pinocchio, but shout out Guillermo del Toro and hot Ewan McGregor. Uh, he, cricket. I tweeted that, and people yelled at me. He is a really <laughs> sexy critic. Critic, critic, cricket. Um, shout out Park Wook with Decisions to Leave. And if that comes out, I know that'll be great because oh boy, masterpiece. Um, shout out. I gotta right get here. all my shout outs done. Uh, <laughs> you gotta get all your shout outs. Shout out Women Talking because Sarah Polly. Yeah, I, I didn't say that one because I was kind of hoping you would. So double um, shout out. I love The Last Waltz. I thought that was one of um, Seth Rogen's first good, like, dramatic performances. Um, And I think that story is going to be very hard to take in. And I also, I saw a tweet that said, I can't wait for Frances McDormand to start getting um, Oscar love so she can go slap someone. And I did laugh a little bit. Um, But... I think ultimately I just have to go with what I know. And I'm just going to say across the Spider-Verse. I think the first movie I still think is probably the best animated movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And Sony paid it absolute dust when it came to promoting the movie for awards. They gave it like a December 20 something release date and then didn't talk about it. I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I love anything that they are attached to. Um, 
Oh, what's his name? Watch the actor uh, party. Oh, sorry. Kent Powers party. is directing this, or is co-directing this one. So which, if it won, would he win this time? I think so. Maybe. We um, need to figure out because, you know, he was paid a little dirty. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that um, Pete Doctor said something, but I do agree. I think it's so weird how, like, the way all movies, of the it's... feature categories work is so weird. But mm-hmm. I just want to say this podcast and website is a firm believer of the or firm supporter of that article that Phil Lord and Chris Miller wrote that animated is not a type of movie and they are just movies mm-hmm. and stop treating them so poorly academy and i am still angry at the way they presented animated feature even though i am not an animated that format does not typically work for me but it was really weird to present that category that these movies are for kids when a movie like flea was nominated in said category um mm-hmm. it is a medium it is not like it's an animated movie so yeah i uh i do like i do think that year if into the spider-verse had gotten a better push it could have gotten way more nominations um i think this year they'll probably know what they've got and maybe they'll push it for more other than just um animated but yeah i think that is going to be my last pick and hoping that Ricky takes what I think he's going to take. Probably not. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going off the rails here. I've seen this trailer now twice and I'm super excited. It's coming out way too fucking early. But oh, I know what it is. I, the Northman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm seeing that this week. Um, but I... I, rem- I, I always in our group text messages when a trailer comes, I don't watch trailers. I don't. I refuse oh. to watch trailers. The only time I ever watch trailers is whenever I'm in a text message. And this, this, the problem I have is because this person is so problematic. Yeah, like, really <laughs> I knew it. I knew, who, I knew what it was. He's so problematic. But at the I same time, I'm a huge fan of this person's work. It's such a hard, like a rock and a hard place. And it's Elvis. Like, I'm really looking yeah. forward to Elvis. I had it. I had it written and up. and I, the the trailer has just reeled me in. Every time I see it, I watch it, and I'm like, I'm ready to see this fucking movie. You kept saying problematic, and I was like, what actor? <laughs> like I wasn't thinking about like the subject, the person itself. <laughs> it's it's crazy because the cat like his his career is insane, right? You know what I mean? Like his rise, that time frame. I know way too much information about like about it. It's the trailer. It really is. It's, it's one Bob of the Lerman. best trailers. It's Baz Luhrmann. It's one of the best trailers I've seen in recent time, which is also terrifying because I'm like, what if the movie fucking sucks? And it's like the trailer was amazing, but it's it looks so good. Outside of Tom Hanks's weird whatever the fuck he's got going on in that he trailer, he looks like, but... a, like a bird. Like <laughs> someone, someone in my replies uh, said, he looked like the. He looks like um, Penguin. Secretary from uh, Monsters, Inc. Okay, I would say that before I saw the profile and I saw how pointy the nose was because I didn't realize how pointy the nose was. He looks like Danny DeVito's Penguin. Like, yeah. it is wild. I, listen, 
Baz Luhrmann, Strictly Ballroom, changed my life, made me realize, like, directors' names. Like, I love Strictly Ballroom so much. Um, I love Baz Luhrmann. Even if his movies aren't good, like Gatsby, I still love them. Like, and it could be, like, it comes out in June, right? Like, June Mm -hmm. 24th. Um, It could be, like, it comes out then, and it's just, like, Gatsby, where it's, like, really pretty and fun and nothing. And like it's premiering at Cannes, right? Yeah. Yes. Very Rocket Man vibes. Like mm-hmm. very Rocket Man vibes. Um, but yeah, it's hard because Elvis is very just unbelievably problematic. Like And see, that's my biggest thing is like I, I get stuck in a rock and a hard place when it comes to that. And it's like and but like a, a movie tonal wise, it's like I've never been so like I've seen the trailer twice now and I've just never it's been a long time since I've seen a trailer like that, that I've been really just, you know, what holy it, shit, it looks gives so me vibes of is like or not vibes of but just the feeling of it is I feel like we as people don't get excited for stuff that isn't like a comic book movie because those movies are just so undeniable and like big and they kind of like take up all of the culture for like not only like people that like movies but like general audiences that's what they go for and Elvis is a huge movie that people are interested in and I think people will see and it's not like a sequel or like a superhero like I know it's 100% could be like this year's Bohemian Rhapsody box office yeah so like that's the thing is like it takes so much for like people to like general audiences to be like very interested in something and especially with like we are seeing people are not going to the theater, especially given the opportunity, like, oh, this movie came out three weeks ago, but you can already rent it. Like, they're going to rent it. Yeah. And this I, is doing an HBO Max. Well, at least from what I heard, uh, dual release. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they had it on their, like, dual release Um I thought I thought I saw, the tra- I saw the trailer that said only in theaters. Only in theaters. In the trailer, I... it says only in theaters. Oh, let me let me do let me look again. Uh, I funny swear, story. I've been funny story. My dad and I got an argument about this because he said it's only going to be in theaters one day because it said only in theaters on June twenty fourth or whatever. My oh my god! <laughs> he swore that it was only going to be in theaters I... that day and that day alone. I think this movie is going to be really big, like box office. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Like, it's going to be massive. Yeah. And I think. If it is like Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think it'll make that much money because part of Bohemian Rhapsody was like the band going yeah, out sure. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, bashing their lead singer's credibility. Um, yeah, but not even credibility, just like humanity. I just hope it's a better um, movie than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But that's beside the point. I say that and I still haven't seen it because I can't support oh. Brian Singer. But um, such a shitty movie. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing. I saw that viral clip of the editing and was like, Dude, you couldn't pay me to watch this. Like, um, one of like the three recent Oscar movies I just like skipped. Um, but I don't know. I, I do think it's going to be like just a massive movie. And I, yeah. so Rocket Man was big, but it wasn't like, it was like, you know, when Rocket Man really excelled was when it got to Hulu and people were like, he wasn't nominated. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like 
Bohemian Rhapsody or like Rocket Man. But what's shocking about Rocket Man is like they did have Elton John going out promoting it, and it still just never got to Bohemian Rhapsody levels. Um, it's I don't know. Year. I think that if it is good, it'll be undeniable. But if it is and like not good, like if it's yeah. like fine, it will not have like it'll get zero things. But I am very interested in the singing aspect of it because from what I've read is part of it is Austin Butler's voice mixed with Elvis. And then the other part is just Austin Butler singing. Um, That's really interesting to me. That's obviously way better than lip syncing. Mm -hmm. And it like kind of honors the man. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how they handle his marriage to yes. someone he groomed. Yeah. His yeah, like I said, that's that's what like culture. But I also look at like the trailer kind of like hints at him being exposed to the culture. And I wonder if they address him stealing from it. Um it's just really interesting because he is someone Elvis is someone that like it's I don't know. I feel like if you tell like an older generation, like he's problematic, they get very defensive over him. Oh my God. Yes. hundred percent. And so I'm wondering how much they lean into that because they could alienate a huge audience of this movie. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Like Bos Lerman is clearly not like a huge Oscar player. Um, poor one out for Australia. Um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's yeah. just it's I'm, i just it's been a long i time. am excited for it like i yeah. am excited for it yeah. like i I'm a, and i'm a i'm a great if they do guy not too. do a massive premiere in vegas they are messing, messing up yeah 100 and i hope whoever is Corden is austin butler's stylist is getting some really cool looks for him he like, has to right like I, I feel like the cans premiere he needs to be there with like Yes. Something because if it's really good, like they're not going to have any issues, obviously, of Tom Hanks. So that's point A come Oscar season. So if it's good. And like, like, this is the movie he got COVID from. Yeah. And like, not that you have that. And then, of course, you have like Cody Smith McGee's in it, McPhee's in it. Like, (laughs) I, whatever. Um, Like, recent Oscar nominee, like, you, you have a strong tent full of people that you could really rely on yeah i that's what makes me like is it gonna get oscar love but then that release date it's just very it could go either way like we will see like it is gonna be very exciting calvin harrison jr is in it yeah um and they just released like an image of him from like an official image of him as bb king and it's like it'll be interesting like it will be like my, my, like I said, my biggest thing I'm scared about is the fact that I just saw that image for the first time. Holy shit, that's awesome. Um, but I am very scared because, like I said, a trailer that good can only mean it goes downhill. Like, I'm really... just saying, I'm just <laughs> saying, even if you don't like the movie, the A Star is Born trailer is one of the best cut trailers Wait a of all time. Doesn't like a Star is Born? What the fuck? I don't want time out. And no, that, that trailer yeah. played before every fucking movie you saw that year like for like six months straight that trailer played like you saw the opening of like them at Glastonbury you knew it was the A Star Is Born trailer the chords 
That's I, such a great movie. I haven't seen the Elvis trailer that much, but I also just think Alamo curates their trailers very oddly. Jacob, do they yeah. play it a lot at Regal? The Elvis one? Yeah, it's literally in front of everything. I saw, so it, I saw it in front of Ambulance. It's so, and it's so loud that if we forget to close the doors, you'll just hear like Elvis just start singing out of like nowhere. <laughs> it was, I, it was in front of, I think it's in front of everything that we have right now. That's so funny. Cause I, it was in front of, when I saw the Batman at AMC and IMAX, it was in front of that. Yep. And then I've never seen it again. Like I, I saw. I think I've seen it twice. I thought I saw. Like I, Batman. I saw Batman at Alamo, and it wasn't in front of it. They played the Doctor Strange trailer, and I every time I see it, I have to watch it through my hands because, like, I can't watch part of it when his face gets all PC because I can't look at stuff with a bunch of like holes or like pieces. Like it's like a bad phobia, and I didn't know because I don't watch like Marvel trailer. So when that happened, I was like, oh my God. It's got a prime release date release too. Like it's got a prime, like looking at the June 24th release date. So obviously the week before is Lightyear. The week before that's Jurassic World. But like Elvis, like it's right before 4th of July. And you know, the only thing coming out over 4th of July is the Minions movie. So like, that's going to be like programmed to adult. It's going to be, I just, it's going to be a hit. Like, it's What are you smash. talking about? The Ethan Hawke black phone movie is actually coming out the same day. I, so I Elvis, I think does. that is going to and be. And isn't um, the Marcel, Michelle? Isn't that the Yeah, same? that is coming out. Um, what is it? I think it's the same date. So the show with shoes on the i know not the series the movie i don't see it on I, i'm just looking at what the website that i'm on right now it doesn't show that on i mean it does are show you Black looking Phone, at the anymore. oscar central calendar because i know marcel the shell is on that absolutely um yeah it says it's coming out that day so it's elvis the black phone mm-hmm. marcel the shell which yeah but i think marcel the shell is not going to get that wide of I mean, anyway, doubting Marcel. <laughs> Marcel Michelle, should get to why. Right. Like I said, nothing's coming out against it that will be programmed. Yeah, like, I played. I played that trailer for my roommate, and the first thing she said was, "Oh my god, that's Marcel." <laughs> I, I was like, it, I had no idea that it Marcel was like a, has a series. such a chokehold on yeah. like people that like. If you know about Marcel, it, it die mm. hard. If you don't know, you're like, what the it's fuck is this? But if you know, you're like, oh my God. Oh, I saw um, that. That was not that good. Okay. I was okay, looking at the so week before. Elvis kind of has like a really long window. And it was like two weeks before yeah. Thor. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. I know that Natalie Portman and Christian Bale are in it. Still not seeing it. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's going to, I do think, like, I mean, I feel like it could really be this year's version of Bohemian Rhapsody um, because it, Elvis is an iconic character, you know, and you're right. Yeah. Like, I've had the conversation about him with people that love him and it's like, oh my God, like you're going to war with a wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like so my it's... parents, like, so El- their first dance is to an Elvis song and I was like talking to them about like, how he groomed his wife and like you know like stole from literally every black person he ever interacted with in their entire culture and my dad was just like I know and I was like oh 
And then I talked to like, I talked to like someone else in my family. They just started yelling at me. And I was like, okay, like this is like very. It's like, a, it's like having a political conversation. It yeah, really, it's like, literally it's, it's like nowhere. so heated, yeah. so widely debated. And I'm yeah. like, what? Like he isn't really like calm down, but it's the way people hold like their yeah. celebrity chosen celebrity especially in that like that time frame the air like it was just everybody turned the blind eye to these sorts of things yeah and it was like oh well yeah whatever i just all right i just quickly want to laugh that um of all the movies we left out it's hilarious um but there's one movie i want to shout out that i nobody said Killers of the Flower Moon, highly debated. That's what I thought. I, I thought Ryan was going to say that one. I was going to say I that one. I saved that one for you guys. I, I so, was. Go- it's on my list. I literally look. I made the switch to Elvis last minute because, like, Killer of the Flower Moon, it's just, it's just Scorsese. Like, it's just. So budget, my favorite director. Budget out of this world, like not on this planet. Um, cast not on this planet. I have already read this book. It's nonfiction. Um, mm-hmm. So I think excited. I it's gonna be next level. Like it's gonna be yeah. next level. I there's not even that much to say about it because it's like I don't know. I'm just fucking thrilled for our boy Lance. Like our boy, yep. our boy. I don't know. I unpacked today my collection of DVDs and I saw my Friday Night Lights series boxed, and I was like, Lance. Academy Award nominee. Lance is doing it. Lance is doing yeah, big I'm things. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, like I said, if you're I mean, listening for... and not a Friday Night Lights fan, Jesse Plemons is who we were talking about. His name is not Lance on the show, but if you watch the show, you'll know mm-hmm. that rhymed. But yeah, I don't think we have to say anything about that. Um, but I just wanted to like shout it out since yeah, exactly. nobody did. And I didn't want anybody yeah. listening to be like, oh my oh, God, how did they not say it? that movie? Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it's such a given. Like they're. Yeah. It's almost I like would, the same thing as the Fablemans, where it's like you don't even really have to bring it up. It is just like I I am just so so thrilled that we live in a world where we're following up such a top tier director lineup with what could be also a top tier director tier. lineup. Yeah. Like it's, it's incredible. Insane. I I love these like directors for just. Ooh, that's just cool. doing their thing and then yeah. um just want to shout out not that i'm excited because it's a marvel movie but we have to say something about black panther because it's not i don't know year, what it? we're gonna get is it coming out it's, suppo- it's supposed to come out um later this year but it has i a date don't know locked. what they're gonna do i don't with, know because of uh, all the delays mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was worried about yeah but I mean, also at the same time, they down. have that order of junk that they have to release. And um, yeah. Well, so the thing is, there's like all these, like when I was looking up dates, there's all these like to be announced dates of Marvel projects yeah. that it could like slide into. Yeah. But right that now, it messes it still up their says, chronological order of, of nonsense. Well, so what I was reading on like Marvel blogs is that there's a space for it to be delayed one more time where it won't mess anything mm-hmm. up. But also, let's shout, out, let's shout out the best uh, comic movie coming out this year, Shazam 2, because it's got Seth Cohen in it. Let's go. Um, I just want to say, I tweeted the other day because somebody, I don't remember who it was, 
she tweeted, I think her name is Ashley. I don't remember. She tweeted, she was watching some show waiting for Adam Brody, but it was Adrian Brody. And she's like, what the fuck? She's like, please do something with Adam Brody. And I cannot agree more. Adam Brody is the superior Brody. He deserves Watch more Watch the love. kid detective. Fucking he... loved it. Wait, doesn't Adrian Brody have a movie this year? Uh, he he's everywhere. That was he's me. Everywhere. Um, um, but you know, shout out to Adam Brody. Love him. I think like there's something else we really forgot. Um, you know what we forgot to mention is the fuck David O. Russell movie. The cast is so big that I don't know what to do about it. But like, oh yeah, it's yeah. David O. Russell. Uh, I, I I want that one to be so out of the conversation, so bad. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it is David O. Russell. You kind of have to, you have to keep him in the conversation. But I can I can I can say I don't think we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, um also just speed round the oh woman three thousand years of longing yes the woman king yeah mm-hmm. viola davis i'm very curious about don't worry darling because i have heard some things uh we kind of talked about the banshees um what else is there uh Whatever Empire Light is going to be, it could be good. It could be good. Um, oh, Tar with Cape Blanchett. Yeah. Tar and Till, um, especially with, I guess, all the recent events that are happening. Oh, and then if it comes out, I don't know what they're doing. Because what I've heard is this movie's been done for a while. Is Red, White, and Water yeah. with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. Um, I can't remember is- what side it was. But somebody has Winston Duke down in that role on their list of nominees. Um, oh, the, uh, the I Want to Dance with Somebody. I think that will be bad. Yeah, but Personally. I think at we least... We can't ignore the, the biopic aspect. Yeah. Um, Knives Out 2, which I heard is not called Knives Out 2. Oh. I keep forgetting that comes out this year. But yes, you are right. Uh, uh, what else? What else? Uh, I feel like we yeah. kind of touched everything. Oh, Broker, which oh, and then Asteroid City, which we heard is um. I guess also Armageddon time, but that last thing, what I've heard about it, wasn't great. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that is like. I just have a really hard time. Same thing with um, some other movies we talked about, like first screenings. I have a really hard time like trusting those kind of things because it's never the movie we see actually. Yeah. But I do kind of believe the Armageddon time. <laughs> I agree. Like, Which I don't. Sucks because... I don't want to, but I like it makes sense. Dad you know? Astra was so good too. Astra, I was so ready for it. Listen, Ad Astra was Brad Astra was Rad Astra. You know, like mm-hmm. it was one of the best father son movies I've ever seen. I don't know how you make a movie so big, so personal, but James Gray did it. 
what like that movie changed space movies forever and i'm sorry to everyone who yells at me including my husband that interstellar is christopher nolan's best movie no ad astra is the my parent is in space i don't know what's going on movie of the century like it is just i might watch that tonight incredible jacob like checked his watch for anyone listening it was like i'm gonna watch that tonight yeah, so um, I had to see what time it was. I'm rewatching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with my husband. Oh, you I'm know what? Speaking of that, I need to finish. I need to finish uh, Only Murders. You do, you do. Yeah. So funny. I'm not a Selena Gomez fan, other than her blush, liquid blush. If you're listening and you wear blush, highly recommend the Sephora sale ends 4:11. If this drops before 4:11. It, well, uh, so. I think, I think <laughs> the sale it. is over. Sorry. All right. Is that it? Are we good? Perfect. I heard I heard about this movie called Cha Cha Real Smooth that's supposed to be un- fucking <laughs> terrible. I was so All excited. Right, so, with that being most said, anticipated. <laughs> so, with that being said, we'll just ignore that comment. I'm just going to keep muting him and he'll just keep unmuting himself. Um, no, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. I was about to unmute you and you unmute yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you have any um, movies that we did miss, go ahead and obviously you can comment. Um, let us know on Twitter. Um, that is Oscars underscore Central. Make sure. And if you're it. listening and you have Oscar Central, please give it up. You we haven't ever tweeted. You, um, a lifetime of supply of love. And um, <laughs> make sure to check out oscarcentral.com. We'll have some more articles dropping this week. I'm excited about. Um, I've been writing a very few angry pieces that I'm excited to release to the world because, you know, well, Academy gets it wrong more often than they don't. So thanks for listening. And next week we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. I don't know how to stop this shit. So. Are you just, yeah.